and welcome back to MLEX's weekly podcast, covering the most significant news in regulatory affairs with the assistance of our team of reporters around the globe. My name is Laurel Henning and I'm a Sydney-based senior correspondent with MLEX's Asia-Pacific Bureau and it's great to have your company today. Now, meeting deadlines is important for us all, no less our team of intrepid MLEX reporters, but what about the frustration of missed deadlines? Well, that's the sting at the heart of the UK Competition and Markets Authority's recent court loss before the country's specialised competition court. Apple's recent successful appeal of the UK antitrust regulator's decision to probe its mobile browser and cloud gaming services was more than a straightforward win for big tech. It was a significant setback for the watchdog's high-profile digital markets enforcement drive. And why did the UK regulator lose? Well, it was all a question of deadlines. Simon Zakaria is an MLEX senior correspondent in London, and he has written a piece of analysis covering all the twists and turns of this legal battle, and he joins us now. Now, Simon, earlier this month, Apple won its court appeal of a 2021 decision by the UK competition regulator to open a probe into the company's mobile browser and cloud gaming services. But what was the background to the case? Uh, Yes. So uh, in June 2021, the Competition and Markets Authority, and that's uh, the UK competition regulator, uh, opened a what's called a market study, and it scrutinised both Apple and Google's mobile ecosystems. In the December of that year, the CMA reported some negative preliminary findings in an interim report, so it wasn't a good outcome. Despite that, it chose not to upgrade the market study into a full-blown market investigation. And this is essentially where the regulator can make uh, findings that lead to interventions. So if we move on to the following year, uh, which was June 2022, the CMA issued a final report in its market study. And this time it said it found substantial concerns about Apple and Google. And it effectively said they have a duopoly on mobile ecosystems, that they could exercise a stranglehold over operating systems, app stores and web browsers. So following that final report, it then seemingly had a change of heart and it said it would now propose a market investigation into Apple and Google's market power in mobile browsers and Apple's restrictions on cloud gaming through its app store. And these are specific areas where it said it saw potential for immediate targeted action. And it in fact, it confirmed that market investigation in the November of 2022. So basically, you have this whole sequence of events. And the question is, was it done properly? Apple said, obviously, that it wasn't done properly. And it argued in court that the regulator breached statutory deadlines by essentially taking too long between the initial market study and finally making that market investigation reference. And, you know, there are various deadlines that the regulator has to follow, and one of which is that it has 12 months to make that reference from the market study. So that was Apple's argument, but the CMA pushed back and said, look, the the sequence of events was connected, that all of our decision-making was connected in some way, and that you know, it even warned when it didn't start the probe in the first place that it could revisit the decision later. So it argued it, it argued to the court that we have reasons to do what we did. 
Okay, so we've heard both Apple's arguments there and the UK CMA's arguments to the court by the time it would have reached that step. But what did the UK's specialised competition court say when it ruled on this case? Yes, so the Competition Appeal Tribunal then heard the appeal and its ruling sided with Apple. It essentially said that the CMA was guilty of breaching deadlines to make that market investigation. And its essential finding was that the events, unlike what the CMA argued, were not connected, and that essentially they stood alone in their decisions. That obviously meant that it was out of time, because there was no connection between the events, that there were clear deadlines, that the CMA didn't meet them, and nor did it have a valid or reasonable excuse for its behaviour. This case appears to be kind of simply at face value a matter of missing deadlines, but there's clearly an important background context here that does go some way to explaining, uh, though of course not excusing the competition regulator's approach. Uh, And you hinted, um, or you mentioned earlier, Simon, as well, the fact that the regulator had said that it, it could, it didn't sort of preclude itself from opening further investigation or taking further steps. So can you tell us a bit about that? Yes, the the background to this uh, case, the context is very important indeed, because look, it just seems like an administrative error that the CMA, you know, kind of changed its mind. And through that, it simply broke the deadlines through its procedural decision making. But at the time of this whole matter, the CMA was, and in fact, still is waiting for the UK government to publish new legislation. And this will overhaul the UK competition enforcement regime. It will essentially create a new bespoke regulator for digital markets in the UK called the Digital Markets Unit. And the new laws, uh, this is called the Digital Markets Competition and Consumer Bill, will obviously give a huge boost to the competition regime. So essentially, the CMA's thinking was that, so okay, so the legislation is going to arrive in a short time frame, and therefore, we can wait for that legislation, and then enforce against Apple with a fresh and revamped toolkit. And that's why it turned down the opening of the probe initially, because essentially it wanted to profit from a, like a wait and see approach. And the CMA all even reminded at the time that when it made its initial decision not to open the market probe, it said that can't be interpreted as it having found no concerns in the sector. And that it warned that it might revisit the decision later on if the new legislation failed to materialise. And in fact, that's exactly what happened because the legislation was delayed. It it didn't materialise. And so the CMA said, "Okay, well, we're going to reverse our earlier decision and start a market probe. But the Competition Appeal Tribunal in its ruling said, look, you know, this wasn't a valid excuse. The CMA can't just park its market probe decision, that it can't play this wait and see approach, that what it did wasn't legally valid. And therefore, the regulator was guilty of breaching deadlines. Even if indeed it was sort of waiting and seeing for something that was somewhat out of its control, perhaps it might argue. Exactly. (laughs) What problems will uh, the UK competition regulator potentially have as a result of this ruling, Simon? Yes. uh, Well, so it is a significant ruling and there are going to be some implications. And the main problem, of course, is that the CMA has been forced to abandon this probe. uh, And that's a huge issue because... It was already knee-deep in this market investigation and it touches on major concerns from it and other regulators around the world about big tech. So, you know, when it comes to Apple, these concerns uh, revolve around restrictions on third-party browser engines on iOS devices 
And it also touches on limits on uh, Apple's limits on cloud gaming services. And these could include uh, blocking third party apps. It could be about steering payments through the Apple system. And the CMA had concerns that this hurts rival browsers, app developers, but also limits consumer choice. Uh, cloud gaming is, is, of course, quite a new area. And this, you know, the regulators say this is a very important sector with very destructive potential. So all of this has been put on ice now. You know, all these concerns have been put on ice because the probe has essentially been forced to be uh, to be terminated. The, the second major concern is that in the longer term, the CMA said the ruling will create a major doubt about the functioning of its enforcement because uh, the, 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 the court has found problems with its um, with its operations, and therefore uh, that will hamper the CMA's ability to conduct market investigations in general. Okay, and obviously, most importantly, Simon, let's get out our crystal balls. What happens next? So what happens next? Well, the the CMA has several options to it. It could, of course, and this might seem the easiest option, it could just start afresh. So it could just start a new market study, and then it could open another probe into the same matters and against the same companies. But there are several risks to this. The first risk is that in its ruling, the Competition Appeal Tribunal said, you know, that seems easy, that, that seems a straightforward option, but it could be subject to further legal challenge on public law grounds. It is essentially, again, revisiting matters that it's already been uh, decided uh, and that, you know, that's a legal risk for the CMA if it took that particular course of action. But there are other f- difficulties for the CMA. Uh, firstly, because, you know, if it did that, it's al- it's already lost years of time from the from the its initial investigations, but also because the tech sector moves so quickly, it would normally rely on some of its previous work. And if it did further investigations, any of its older work could be rendered out of date or even redundant. So uh, that is a huge problem for its uh, analysis. Uh, the CMA said, you know, this ruling has it's very disappointed in the ruling, and it's now going to consider whether to ask permission to appeal the decision. So that's a big moment for it. And of course, if it does choose to appeal, that process will even take further time. So in summary, we have a regulator now with big decisions to make uh, because it's on the back foot in this particular case. And uh, it involves key tech markets, involves some of the biggest tech companies in the world at a very important time for the UK because it's just about to legislate on Uh, new digital markets uh, competition enforcement. So the next steps will be really crucial as as to what happens. Simon, thanks for your reporting of this case, a reminder to us all not to miss a deadline. It's been great to speak with you today. Indeed. Thanks very much, Laurel. Thank you. Simon Zakaria is an MLEX senior reporter and he's based in London. His analysis of this issue is well worth a read, so go and check it out at our website, mlexmarketinsight.com. That's M-L-E-X, marketinsight.com. When you log on, you'll see a tab called News Hub. Click on that and you'll have access to the very best of MLEX's reporting and analysis. There's also an archive of our podcasts if you want to take a deep audio dive. And you can also subscribe to our weekly chat on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify and Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. Like, subscribe and share the podcast with a fellow antitrust enthusiast It will help others find us. Alas, that's where we have to leave things for this week. The podcast was presented by me, Laurel Henning. It was produced by MLEX's senior editor for Asia Pacific, James Panicki. Our executive producer is Richard Thompson. 
Thanks, as always, to our MLEX marketing team for uploading this week's episode and making sure it landed safely wherever you're listening. From everyone here at MLEX and LexisNexis, thanks for your company. Until next week, bye for now. Bye.